Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As part of Black History Month and to mark our 25th anniversary of campaigning for equality in football, we commissioned a play on the life and legacy of the iconic footballer and trailblazer, Laurie Cunningham. As part of this, we hosted a panel event at the Marcus Garvey Library in Haringey, North London, where Laurie grew up. Now, the quality of the recordings are not great, but as they are such important conversations, we wanted you to hear them. So, good evening. Good evening. Oh, I've got a good evening back. Good evening. We'll do it again. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to Getting the Third Degree in Conversation. So, we're going to have conversations about the Laurie Cunningham play, which obviously all of you have seen, haven't you? Not yet. Not yet. Good. Okay. Um, but we were, the play was at a two night run in Greenwich um, over the last two days, and we'll also have another run for about another two weeks around the country. Um, so, we're going to celebrate the great man. Um, and I think it's only right that during this month we do celebrate, celebrate the great man. Um, my name's Troy Townsend, I work for the organisation Kick It Out, and it's my responsibility, one, to keep you all in check. Yeah, is that OK? Yeah. Uh, and two, just to make sure that things flow in a, in a good manner. So we've got two very, very good panel sessions tonight, and I think both panels will be really informative. Um, and we'll give you a real good insight into the great man himself, but also we have to talk about some of the current issues that are prevalent within football still today. I do believe that's probably why most of us are here, is one, to recognise the great man, and two, to talk about those current issues. Um, so before we do that, it's, I have to um, invite our local councillor to, to come up and speak, first of all. Councillor Edrufor, who actually tells me that that is probably not the correct pronunciation because his mum would say it's slightly different than what I've just done, but I'll let you introduce that to yourself. So first of all, Councillor Edrufor, come to the stage. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. I didn't know that uh, Laurie Cunningham was from Haringey. I didn't know that. Just, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. This was news to me. I didn't know he went to Highgate Wood School. Yeah. All right, but... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but 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 this is it. Yeah, you might have known this, but I didn't. And now lots and lots of people know this, right? And, and we we're here we're here celebrating a local son. And it's really important that that wherever we find the the, the, uh, the fact that black people have achieved, we've got to tell the next generation that they're not alone, that, that there are people that have done and achieved before them, there are role models that they can follow, right, and that's part of my concern as a, as a, as a black politician, I know that Ledley as a, as, a, as a black footballer and Troy as a, as a black CEO we're all <laughs> I'm, I'm not the CEO but I'll gratefully accept that for now <laughs> 
But the point is, the point is that as black people, we are there. We're supposed to be there as role models for the next generation, because often the next generation don't have enough role models to look up to. So, one of the things. I think it's most important today. We can talk about the issues um, around racism in football, uh, and I have to say that you know, whenever we talk about Laurie Cunningham, I, what I remember about Laurie Cunningham from back in the day that he was just gone too soon, right? It was uh, there were the the, 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 the the three degrees, which was Brendan Batson, Cyril Regis, and, uh, and Laurie Cunningham, and they were pioneers in their time. What three black players for the same team back in the seventies? Honestly, it just didn't happen. Well, so I want to invite the first panel up, and if we can give them a round of applause as they come up, please. Rodine Cunningham, who's the niece of Laurie Cunningham. <laughs> Rodney Hines, who's the sports editor of The Voice. And Chris Lewis, let's hope I get this. Ex-Nottinghamshire, ex-Surrey, ex-Leicestershire, and ex-England cricketer. Thank you very much. So, the scene is set with, again, as I said, three very great and inspirational people. Rodine, I suppose I'm going to come to you first. Um, and just, you saw the play for the first time yesterday. Um, so, to, to almost put you on the spot straight away, what, what did you think of the play and, and obviously how it reflected, you know, the elements of Laurie's life? Yes, it was. It was fantastic. Um, a lot of emotion, a lot being taken back. As for I was a young child, but for me, just seeing that, how every, all the actors, how they did it, it was just, it was amazing. And I'm so proud that it was he was shown in that light and how he was as a person. And, you know, I'm glad it was done. Um, it was well, well written and it was fantastic. It was, it was an opportunity for me to see how his life was and how, how people spoke of him and how he paved the way for so many other people and inspired a lot of, a lot of people. So I'm glad of that. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, took me, it took me back. It took me back to a place where, you know, that I can achieve my dreams as well and I can move forward. And he always gave that to people. So I'm really proud of that. Chris, let's bring you in because the, the actual playwright actually wrote a play about you as well. Why? Why did you want your story told in a play and was it how you wanted it? I'll be honest, um, I didn't want my story to be told in the play. Um, no, to start with, I'm, I'm not a thespian, so my natural instinct wasn't to go, you know what, let me write a play. No, let's, let's write a play. It, it actually came around after um, meeting the writer. I had things on my mind and I had things that I wanted to actually express, um, subtle things. And after speaking to him, putting it in the theatre was one of those places that I thought that it would actually be thought-provoking and it was all about that a little bit. Um, I went to see um, Laurie's Bay on, on Saturday and same thing it's, it's thought-provoking and perhaps there are people watching who went to watch it who learned something about the journey of the Windrush and, and, and our culture the play on Saturday was special for me because Laurie was older than I was and as a young man, even though I wasn't a footballer, I looked up to him. He inspired me and all of my friends. You're just actually, like actually nicking a few of my next questions. Bringing you in, Mr Rodney Hines. 
19 years of experience at The Voice newspaper. You was in attendance last night, and I'm not sure if, you, if you've if you done articles on Laurie before or talked about the legacy, but what did last night mean for you, watching the play, and how you saw it unravel? Um, I suppose, like Chris said, it was very inspirational. I need to raise your voice a little I, bit. I obviously do what I do, but um, Laurie was an inspiration for me. You know, um, getting anybody on TV of colour at that time was exciting. But to watch them do their thing the way that Laurie did it, and as I, I think I used the term yesterday on, on the panel, he did his stuff with swagger, um, which is a very attractive quality for some of it within our community. Um, so last night wasn't just about football for me, though. He was obviously a fighter as well. We saw some of the stuff that he had to battle through. Um, and football was obviously his stage. And that's where him, Brendan and Cyril did their thing. But for me, it was very, very powerful, very emotional. I wasn't quite sure what to expect before it got underway. But I thought they dealt with a lot of the key issues very, very well, the way they went into it, the rejection at certain clubs, wanting to leave certain clubs, his personal life as well. So for me, really inspirational. And some, I, I don't normally go and see plays or films twice. <laughs> I'll see this again, no Brilliant. problem. And I think I've probably taken a little bit more mm. and, and it'll be probably a bit, a bit more considered. Laurie Cunningham, where would he be, where would his status be today in this day and age? If he was still with us, <coughs> if he was still playing at this day, in this day and age, mm. where do you think he would land? Well, if you're talking about transfer fee, it'd be telephone numbers, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> he was obviously talented. I mean, we talk about players playing in a certain country and then moving to bigger clubs. Say, a Gareth Bale has gone on the route he's gone and gone to Real Madrid. And Laurie did that many, many years ago. And obviously, when you look at his colour and the issues that that brought for him and, and other players, to get a move to Real Madrid, you've got to understand this guy was a, quite literally ahead of his time. And it wasn't because he was black, it was because he was a very good footballer. Whenever you get fans, opposing fans cheering for you, you know, you're doing something right. I'm just so I'm touched every time when I hear his name and how people speak of him in such a positive light. Um, for me, my family, you know, you know, we lost him really tragically, and you know, it affected all of us. You know, I can remember the day, you know, that we got the message, you know, that it happened, and we just we, it was almost a silence of like nothing. You know, it's like, did we just hear right that this has happened? One of the sad part about seeing the play on Saturday was the familiarity in the story. And that story isn't a football story. That story, for most people, is a black story, um, wherever you go. Um, not just in football, in cricket. I will say I make this distinction. Laurie was 20 years before me, and what he had to endure, I didn't similar sort of thing, but the intensity at that time with the attitudes as they were at that time, where people could be far more, to use a better word, blatant about how they actually felt. So in that sense, to compare it would be a little off. But yes, I mean, I went on the field when I started and bananas were thrown on. But it wasn't an everyday occurrence. It didn't happen every game. It happened sometimes. And sometimes you get the impression that in Laurie's case, that literally every time he went, certainly, probably to an away match, that was the case, and probably um, partially at home as well. So it's something that transcends football and something that I think as people of colour, wherever you are, you actually experience, even if 
you're working in potentially in, in, in a in a factory. But I think there are times, and certainly to those times, it was a lot harsher than anything that I would say that I experienced. But yeah, and so going to see the play brought back memories, and it was a familiar story. In my case, I think Laurie did his thing beautifully. I remember watching him play football in Spain, and literally, they were just coming to kick him. They were just coming to kick this guy, and he kept it moving. He kept it moving, you know? He kept on playing, he kept on doing his thing. And I think in other cases, certainly in my case, sometimes um, I didn't always do that. It was perhaps a little bit of anger at, okay. at, those, at those situations. Radim, the other side. Forget the football. The other side of Laurie. The side that maybe people didn't see enough of or at that period of time wasn't out there enough. The cheeky chappy, the dancer, the smooth dresser. He was just really humble. He was just an ordinary, ordinary boy from Tottenham. That's it. And he just wanted to play football. That's it. You know, just out there playing with his brother, kicking a ball about. Yeah, so he he was just Laurie. He was just his unique his unique self. You know, he he wasn't very, you know, as you say, like flashy like nowadays and you know, I'm a footballer, you know, all of that sort of thing. No, no, not at all. But if he could... I was going to say, would there be that perception, though, because of the way that he dressed, because yeah. he liked dancing? Yeah. Because... yeah, yeah, people thought of him that way, but no, that was just him. Oh. That was just his style. That's how he liked to dress. You know, we all like to look dress up and look nice when we go out, you know? That, that was him. So, yeah, he was very humble in his nature. As Rodney said, it was a time where... As a family, if there was a black person in the TV, the calls would go out and we would all go there. We were struggling for inspiration and to see where we actually fitted in into this jigsaw. So when people like Laurie Cunningham came, yeah, it made you feel good from in here. And once you watched football and you watched him do his thing, you wanted to go outside and emulate him. And you wanted to do that. And listen, I'll be 100% sure that not just me, um, a host of other footballers and a host of people in so many different places, yeah, got joy from watching Laurie, Cyril and Brendan do their thing. It put a smile on people's faces, seriously, and inspired people that they could do it as well. Look, look at that black bloke. He's right in the middle of them. Maybe I can. It's an example, yeah? It... Perhaps a lot of places lifts the ceiling on your own thoughts. So he's opened up a hole for for everybody, whatever you're doing, not just football. Yeah. But in cricket, as cricket was my thing, in cricket, it's all of a sudden the world's your oyster. Without those guys, couldn't have done it. Would not even have imagined it without those guys. Kick it out campaigning for equality in football for 25 years.
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 